You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Throw them all together and it turned out that nice. Uh, but uh, all right, Galatians chapter 6. Let's look again here at this passage of Scripture. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Right there. God is not mocked. God will always be true. And truth will be found out. No matter who says what. And so be not deceived. Don't be misled. Don't get swayed. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Here we find another instance of a foundational principle in the Word of God. This foundational principle, it, it, uh, it impacts every aspect of life. The physical aspect of life, this principle affects. The spiritual aspect of life, this principle proves true. In the emotional aspect of life, this, the, this principle shows itself over and over again as being true. It's a principle that is true in the Christian realm, and it's a principle that is true in the secular realm. Whether they want to accept it, embrace it, agree with it, acknowledge it, it is true. The principle of sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. You know, there are so many things in the Bible that we are to do. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of things that God gives us insight into and things to do and things not to do. But we go back to the first principle, thou shalt love the Lord thy God, the first commandment. We go to the second commandment, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And then we come to this principle of sowing and reaping. You know what? We get these right. Life's good. But this, this one here, this principle, if we don't get the principle of sowing and reaping down, life is not good. The Lord gives two options in this principle of sowing and reaping. We see life and we see corruption. Does anybody want corruption? No. But unfortunately, that's what we see 
revealed in people's lives. And the reason it's there is because of this principle of sowing and reaping. You know, the people that are reaping the blessings and benefits of God, it is, it's not just because God loved them more. It's because they've been sowing. And now they're reaping. You know what? Sowing is not fun. Do what? Oh, either type of sewing. Uh, sewing with a needle is not fun either, she said. And sewing is work. It's work. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to go down to Texas. Uh, I was helping a pastor, and he was uh, just needing some, uh, just someone to come alongside and help him. And uh, so I'd gone down with him, and while we were there on this property, we stayed in the cabin, and the the man that owned the property, he, was, he had a field that was going to be his feed plot. How many of you know what a feed plot is? Well, Dan, you know what a feed plot is. Uh, a feed plot is an area of ground that they, they go through and they plant corn, they'll plant barley, they'll plant all kinds of different uh, uh, agricultural food uh, and they plant that merely for the deer to come in and eat. So it's a great hunting location. And so this is something that goes on all across the Midwest uh, and probably up in uh, your area as well, but uh, is definitely uh, something that is normal. Well, we were down in Texas, and this was uh, he was wanting to sow uh, this field. Well, we uh, uh, he had he had a tractor, he had the ground already prepared, uh, but something went wrong with uh, the uh, the cedar. And it was, it's a big machine that you pull and you put all the grain down, the seed down into these troughs and it would, it would literally drop a seed and poke a hole, drop a seed and then cover over the seed. Uh, and so anyway, but their cedar broke. And he said, we've got a storm coming in and we've got to get this seed in the ground. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to get our crop in. And so there was this other man and myself and then another retired pastor that was driving the uh, truck and we were in the back of this half-ton truck with bags of seed and having a 90-pound bag of seed in our lap and we are reaching and grabbing handfuls of seed and he is driving around this field and we are throwing seed and trying to keep up to where there wouldn't be anything dropped. And so you're grabbing and throwing and grabbing and throwing. Uh, and that went on for about two hours. You know what? Sowing is work. But when you sow right, it pays off. It pays off. Now, I didn't get to go down for hunting season with them, but... Uh, I'm sure they enjoyed it when uh, they were out there and they had three different tree stands. Uh, and these weren't just tree stands. They had, they had houses. 
uh, and they were about uh, uh, probably about 15 feet off the ground, uh, and they had heaters and open. They had windows that open closed. I mean, it was it was pretty elaborate. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the sewing it it is work. And this principle of sowing is something that we need to get right in our life. So Galatians 6, 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When you go down to verse number 10, uh, he, he made a, a statement, let me go back up. Verse number 10, he said, As we therefore have opportunity, let, let us do good unto all men. Uh, and he said, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Uh, what is he? He's still with this principle of sowing and reaping. You know, we want to reap right, but if we're going to reap right, we have to sow right. Verse number eight, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. You sow to the flesh, and you will of the flesh reap corruption. You sow to the Spirit, big S, Spirit, Holy Spirit. You sow to the things that are of the Holy Spirit of God, of the leading of God in your life. The spirit that lives and dwells within the soul of the believer. You sow what he wants you to sow, and you will, of that same spirit, reap life everlasting. And he is not talking about salvation. This is not a salvation passage. He is talking about the blessings of life. So two different seeds, two different soils, two vastly different outcomes. So tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, life or corruption. Life or corruption. Father, I pray that you'd help us this evening. Thank you for your word. And Lord, it has been good to be in your house today. My soul has been blessed uh, just to be here, to hear the songs of God, to hear your people sing uh, Lord, to be able to hear the Word of God just read. Uh, Lord, to, to see people uh, desire uh, to be in your house. And Lord, it's just a blessing to be around like-minded individuals and people that love you and love each other. And that's just a blessing. Now tonight as we come, uh, Lord, I, I love these people and I want to help them. And so help us, uh, Lord, to be able to be yielded to you and may the Spirit of God work in our hearts if there's some areas that we need to get things uh, addressed, I pray that we would. I pray that you would help us to be focused on this principle that, that impacts our daily life. And so I pray that you'd bless for Christ's sake. Amen. Two absolutely different results. And these end results are absolute. Two absolutely different results, but these results are absolute. If we sow to the flesh, we will reap corruption. We will. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We sow to the Spirit, 
and we shall reap life. It's life or it's corruption. You know, it just seems like such an easy answer. It seems like it should just be so easy for anybody to say, I'm going to make sure I'm sowing the right thing. But unfortunately, it's not that easy for everybody. I don't know that it's easy for anybody. I know it gets easier. Because when it becomes who you are, it changes. You know, that which is spiritual is not natural. If we do what comes natural, we're going to sin. But if you've been saved for any period of time and you have grown in your faith, it's, it is normal. Your natural response often is right. Because you have, you have been following the Lord, sort of like your children. Uh, they know when they're supposed to do something or not do something. Uh, they, will, they will go up and maybe they're not supposed to touch something. And they'll go up and they'll get right next to it. They'll turn around and see if you're watching. Now, they still have to make a decision, but they know that there are consequences for those actions. The longer that we're saved and the more that we do right, the easier it is to make the right decision. Why? Because you are yielding yourself to the Spirit and you grow in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There is a separation. It doesn't mean that we are sinless. It doesn't mean that we don't have battles. But the reality is, the farther I get away from the line of sin, the better off I am. It puts me in a place where I am, I am able to succeed. If I stay over here or go the wrong direction, uh, and the closer I stay to this, this, ed this edge, one of these days I am going to fall off here. The closer I get to that edge, eventually you'll fall. It's, it's just not a good place to be. So here we see life or corruption. The word life there is the Greek word zoe. And this Greek word zoe, uh, it means the condition of living uh, or the state of being alive. It especially means, so there, here's this quantitative, it's not just living alive or dead. Uh, especially it means, and in context, we can see that this, this is the part that makes uh, what this verse is used for. Especially healthiness, happiness, exuberance, energy, vitality, and the like. Life. You know what? We want life. You know what? You want to be around people that have life. You want to be around those that have vitality. You want to be around those who have energy. You want to be around those who, uh, healthiness of their spirit, their attitude, uh, happiness. Uh, everybody wants to be around somebody that's happy. And the Lord says here, you sow to the spirit and you shall of the spirit 
reap life, life everlasting. So this is the desired end uh, that we want. We all want this, but we don't all have it. Now, I'm going I'm to say this. Brother Stephen was over there putting a really big smile on his face because he knew I was going here. If you're happy, let your face know it. Our countenance should reveal what's inside. So, Pastor, I'm just not that type of an emotional person. Let me sit down with you and maybe watch a football game and let me see how you respond. Let me sit down with you and you are listening to a political speech. Let me see your response. Maybe it's a baseball game. You know, all of us are passionate about something. It's in us. And what we are passionate about, it's going to come out. You know what? I just don't want to be more passionate about anything else than my Savior. I don't want to be more passionate about hunting, and I am passionate about hunting. I enjoy hunting. Uh, I enjoy getting out. Uh, I enjoy hunting. I enjoy fishing. I enjoy those things, but I don't want to be more passionate about any of those things than I'm about my faith, about my Bible, about my Savior, about the, the things of God, about the church of God. I don't want to be more passionate about anything else. I don't want more joy for something else than I have for the things of God. And, and this is a desired end. We all want this, but we don't all have this. We won't all have this. But we see the other side. We see life and we see corruption. The word corruption there is, is the Greek word pathoran, and it means decomposition. That's an ugly word. And it's even a worse smell. Decomposition. The separation of something into its constituent elements. The breaking down into the core elements until it is nothing. It's the de decaying process. You know what the decay, decaying process is nasty? It's nasty. We, all, we see it in life. Maybe you take a walk alongside a road and you come across an animal that's been hit, a deer. Maybe a cat. Oh, I mean a cat. Or maybe a dog that's, that's hit. And there's that decomposition that takes place. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. But when you smell that decomposition, it is nasty. When I was growing up, my dad and mom decided they were going to get us out of the city. And they wanted to get us into the country, uh, splitting firewood, raising animals. And, and so it was a good thing for us. And so one of the things that we had, though, is we had animals to eat. 
And that's why we had them. We had hogs, and we had chickens, and we had turkeys, and we had rabbits. Uh, we had uh, goats uh, to drink the milk. Ugh. And, and so uh, we, had, we had all these different animals, and when it came slaughter time, there was something very real about that decomposition. We'd take the hogs, and we'd bring them into the shop after they'd been shot, and we'd hang them up, and we'd run these 55-gallon drums up underneath them, and we would skin them out. All the entrails would go into these, these cans, and we would slaughter three, four hogs at a time. And so a lot of, a lot of guts. But it took so long to do the job that you didn't have time to do anything with the drums. And there were no lids for these drums. And it was at least one week, sometimes two, before we had an opportunity to do anything with these drums. Decomposition. Putrid. You know, when we look at people's lives, sometimes we see how things are just coming apart. And we wonder, how could somebody be in this spot? Why are they here? And I'm not saying that God doesn't sometimes put us into a valley and through a, a trial and a struggle to show us, to grow us. We see that with Job. So we know that that is a reality. You can be in the middle of God's word and, and be dealing with struggles in your life. But oftentimes, we see that there is a life that has come apart. And that coming apart is not an overnight activity. It is the results of this principle called sowing and reaping. When we start sowing to the flesh, we might not reap. We're not going to reap immediately. You sow a field, it's going to take months before the harvest. We don't know how long that season is. We do know that there is pleasure in sin for what? A season, a period of time, but that season comes to an end. And when that season of sin comes to an end, we see the corruption. It comes out. We see the, the brokenness. We see the results of a life that was sowing to something that they should not have been sowing to. Be careful what you sow. You can be in church, but it doesn't mean that you're sowing what you're supposed to be sowing. You know, when we're all here, it's easy to sing the songs of God. 
It's easy to say the right things at church. It's easy to put on the Christianity. But when you're at your computer at midnight, nobody's around. When you are no longer with somebody that will hold you accountable. Accountability is good. It's good. Everybody needs accountability. You know why we have Brother Valier come in? That one word. Accountability. Accountability. I was teasing Mrs. Patterson. We had uh, were running through the books and uh, there was a glitch in QuickBooks. And so in this glitch, all of a sudden we were off a big amount of money. And we put in a 16-hour day trying to chase this down, Brother Valier and I couldn't find it. Next day, I mean, we were just on this, trying to find this glitch. Couldn't find it. And Brother Valier said, I don't know where what happened. I don't know where it went. I said, Mrs. Patterson paid her house off this year. <laughs> and so uh, that definitely is not the she did, but that's not the case. Uh, and so it was a QuickBooks glitch, and uh, we got her all squared back away and uh, found what the issue was. But you know what? Accountability. Everybody needs it. We need it in our personal life. We need it in our careers. We need it every aspect of life. We need accountability. Well, let me tell you, in that accountability, when you set up accountability for yourself, you help yourself to make sure you are sowing the right way. You remove accountability, now you give yourself opportunity to sow the wrong direction. And, and here, it is one of the two. It is either life or corruption. There isn't an in-between. There's no in-between. Something that is corrupt, no matter what you do, it's still corrupt. Brother Rick uh, shot a bear on this last hunting trip, and that bear stunk. I mean, you, you got to ask him about it. He's out listening, but it... It turned very quickly, the hide. Nobody wanted to touch anything. You know why? Because it was corrupt. The coolers got washed, rewashed, <laughs> rewashed, Clorox. I mean, we we're just dumping straight bleach in these things. Why? Because we didn't want anything to do with what was corrupt. You know what? The devil, we might think, well, this is not that bad. It's dangerous. You know, I, I, I joke about that. People will say, oh, you know, this isn't that bad. Try it. You know, some food or something. That's oh, not that bad. Try it. If it's not that bad and it's not good, 
Why would I want to put it in my mouth? Well, it's not that bad. Man, I don't want to put anything that's just not bad in my mouth. If it's not good, man, forget it. Uh, and so the same thing, we've got to have that same attitude towards things in life. Uh, this, this corruption, it is literally dealing with putridness, the decaying, the de- decomposing of a body. And, and so it's life or it's corruption. Those are the two options. We are either sowing to our flesh, our natural state, our sinful state, our desires that center on what we want. And it may not seem putrid at first, but it will end up putrid later. It might not seem like, well, this is not that, that bad. This isn't bad. If it is us-focused, it is sowing to the flesh. You see, sowing to the flesh, us focused in one area, leads to sowing to the flesh, us focused in another area, leads to us focused, self-focused again, and pretty soon we have destruction. It is sowing to the flesh. It leads to corruption. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, You and I cannot sow to both. You cannot sow to the Spirit and to the flesh. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 19. What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered and sacrificed to idols is anything? But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Uh, You can't have it both ways. You can't sow to the flesh, uh, to the spirit, and to the flesh. It doesn't work that way. And if we are sowing to the flesh, we are going to be sowing to what will result and reap uh, covet, or we will reap uh, that uh, uh, corruption. Uh, in the scripture here, we see how covetousness is idolatry. Here, they were, they were talking about sacrificing to, uh, to idols here. Uh, Colossians 3.5 says, Therefore mortify your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. That little statement you need to underline in your Bible. Covetousness, which is, what is it? Idolatry. Covetousness. We live in such a materialistic society. You know, if you search Amazon, you're going to find something that you just have to have. Window shopping. You go window shopping, and you are, oh, I could go here somewhere. (laughs) You go window shopping, and it will cost you. It'll cost you. 
Do what? It's not Ramsey approved. No, definitely not. So, so here we see covetousness. God says that's idolatry. It is, it is the same as worshiping an idol. That's hard. But we don't think it's that. Well, you know, it's just, just desires. I know. But our idea, idea and God's ideas, they're not the same. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. And so here, uh, it, it, he, is, he is tying those two together. And we see the works of unrighteousness, which are the works of the flesh. Go back to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. The Bible says in verse number 19, Galatians 5. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you also in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. When we look at the first Four items there, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness. Uh, these are all immoral behaviors. Those are works of the flesh, all right? We are not to be sowing to these. We are not to be giving place to these in our life. All right, so these are works of the flesh. Uh, and, and with that, it is not just the action of, it is the enjoyment of these things. Entertainment. Movies. If somebody knocked on your door and said, hey, a couple shows up and knocked on your door and they said, hey, we would like to be immoral in your living room. We'd, we would be appalled, yet we'll turn it on. Don't get quiet. That's sowing to the flesh. You say, well, I'm not doing it, but you are having pleasure in them that do. Romans 1. We've got to be careful on what we are saying. He said, well, I would never do this. It's just, a, it's just a, a movie. You don't know what you would do. They that sow to the flesh shall of the flesh reap. Don't get quiet. They that sow till the flesh shall of the flesh reap. Corruption. So the entertainments, the people, the places, the perversions that uh, we could be in, around, subjected to, influenced by, don't sow to the flesh. Don't sow to the flesh. You know what we need to look at it is? Putrid. We've got to look at it like God looks at it. 
So let's look at the next one here. He said, he said, uh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Then he goes, goes on, idolatry, all right? What, what, what falls into that as well? Covetousness, witchcraft. Idolatry, witchcraft, covetousness. Same classification. The satanically led witchcraft, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. That's the influence right there. He said that is the work of the flesh. These, are, these all deal with misplaced worship. Do you know how many lives are destroyed over misplaced worship? I'm going somewhere because I get a job somewhere else that pays more money. Well, is the Lord leading you there? What church? Well, we'll find one when we get there. That's not how God works. What we find is the love of money Come on now. If we're not careful, we can allow our worship that belongs to God to go to money, to go to possessions. There's nothing wrong with a nice house. There's no, nothing wrong with nice things. But when you are getting out of God's will so you can get more things, there's somebody that's just waiting for me to say something and I'm not going to. And so, but we've got to be careful. We can... We can give ourselves to finances. I'm all for finances, stewardship. I'm all for you having investments. I am for you preparing for the future. That's biblical. But living for money is not. Worshiping money is not. That's idolatry. And so here he deals with that. That's a work of the flesh. We've got to make sure that we're not sowing to that. Uh, the next one, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. So let's do a quick Bible study on what these mean. Variance, the word there means strife or conflict. Don't sow to strife. And conflict. You know, there are some people that just thrive in a fight. They, they just have always got to be mixed up in some, some battle somewhere. They've got to be mixed up in some kind of drama. Don't sow, don't sow in that. Matter of fact, flee that. People that are always... In the middle of drama, stay away from them. 
avoid them. Why? Because they are sowing and you don't want to be a part of the fallout. You don't want to get sucked into it. So variance, that strife, that conflict. Emulations is a word that we use jealousy. Jealousy. That's sowing to the flesh. You know, are, are we jealous? Don't be, don't be jealous. Wrath. He's talking about fury. That, that unbridled anger. That, that ought not be a part of a believer's life. Bible says, be angry and sin not. Anger is an emotion that God has given to us, but it is to be used against sin. And it is not to be a controlling emotion in our life. Parents, be careful on how you interact with one another. Don't, don't allow there to be that anger, that fury, that yelling. In our home, we, we just did not allow yelling. Even if it wasn't an argument, you just weren't allowed even to yell across the house to find somebody or to tell somebody something. Why? Because we did not want an attitude of yelling going on. We didn't want that to become a, a natural uh, place where the response was yelling. So yelling was something the kids could yell, but it had to be outside. But it was not acceptable in the home. Um, so uh, here we see that, uh, that uh, wrath, that fury, strife, selfish ambition is what the definition is. Selfish ambition. Coming back to us. If we sow to the Spirit, we shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. We sow to the flesh, we shall of the flesh reap corruption. Selfish ambition, sedition. It's a divisive dissension is what that means. Seditions, divisive uh, dissension. People that are trying to stir things up. Sowing to the flesh. You know, in the church... The devil does not have power in the church. The church has been given divine perpetuity. And the devil cannot destroy the church, but the church can destroy itself. And how many times do we hear about church splits and we, we hear about how there was problems in the church and uh, the doors finally end up closing on the church. Why was that? It was because of seditions, divisive dissension, heresies. The word heresies is not what we would think it would be. Heresies here literally means factions. It means a separation of groups. Remember when Paul was addressing this to the church at Corinth? Some say, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas or Peter. And I am of Christ. They were, they were all choosing different 
sides. They were having factions. And that was, that was what the Lord is dealing with here. That is sowing to the flesh. Envies. Spite and resentment for the success of others. You know, we should rejoice when somebody has a blessing. But when we are upset over somebody else being blessed, it tells something that's going on in our own soul. It is very revealing. And that tells us that, that we need to make sure that we are changing how we are sowing our thoughts bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Uh, so envies, murders, of course, he's talking about killing, drunkenness, the excessive, uh, that the result of uh, consumption of alcohol and being drunken. And, and let me just say, there is so much in the scripture about drunkenness. There is so much in the scripture about drinking and wine uh, that, that we shouldn't have to have a command that thou shalt not. All we have to do is look at the reproofs of life. And it shows how how we should not partake. Uh, the Bible says that woe to him that giveth his neighbor drink. Uh, if it is, if there is a woe or a curse for the person giving somebody else drink, what would make us think it's okay to drink? Oh, you know, a little wine, you know, it's good for the stomach's sake. It's not talking about alcohol. Alcohol is not good for the stomach. Grape juice is. Uh, that came out uh, several years ago, about three years ago. Uh, the uh, uh, who's in the Midwest? Uh, uh, that big uh, hospital, uh, Mayo Clinic. Mayo Clinic came out with a whole report on how wine or how grape juice was good for the digestive system, and then it went into how alcohol destroys the digestive system. You know, it's amazing how the world starts catching up with God. And he goes on, and he says, and such like. Such like. The Lord had to put that in because sin continues to expand. Romans 1.30, it says, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things and such like. Why? Because people are coming up with more evil. Back in Genesis 6, the Bible said in verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and such like. You know what? If we are sowing to the Spirit, none of these matter. If we are sowing of light, we are not sowing darkness. Right? If we are doing good, we are not doing bad. 
If you are where you're supposed to be, you are not where you are not supposed to be. <laughs> so deep. You didn't know as a philosopher. But the reality is, God never tells us to fight our flesh. In Galatians 5, he said, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He identifies all of these so we will know what we are not to be engaged in, a part of. Uh, but really, for the believer, it, we shouldn't have any problem with this because we are to be walking according to the Spirit. We are to be sowing according to the Spirit. We are to be following the leading of the Holy Spirit of God who dwells within the heart of the believer. And when you are doing that, those don't matter. And when we are sowing there, we are reaping life. Life. What a blessing. Happiness. Exuberance. Vitality. Energy. Woo! It's good to be a Christian. It's good to be a Christian. And you and I, we need to make sure we are just sowing of the Spirit. Now let me ask you, does the Spirit of God dwell within you? Are you saved tonight? Pastor, I just, if, if I did not have the convicting power of the Spirit of God in my soul, and I did not have the leading power of the Spirit of God in my soul, I would not be saved. It doesn't matter how much knowledge is up here. If the Spirit of God is not dwelling within you, then you are not a child of God. Say, so you don't know who's saved and who's not. No, I do not. But I do know what the Bible says about those who are saved. And I, I only know what happened to me. And when I got saved, the Holy Spirit moved in. And it, and it's, when, when he came in, everything changed. It didn't change overnight, but there was a change. You know, when Deb and I got married, everything changed. I put something down on the counter, she puts it away somewhere else. I put it back down on the counter, and she puts it away somewhere else. If it's a flat space, that's where it belongs. <laughs> and, and she is always cleaning up. You know what? The Holy Spirit, He is always cleaning up. He's always pointing things out. He was all, is always bringing to mind scripture. He is bringing to mind teaching, doctrine, songs with doctrine. The Holy Spirit, He is the one we are to be dwelling or uh, sowing to. Sowing of the Spirit of God. He leads us. We sow according to his leading, 
and there's blessings that come. Christian, it's one or the other. It's life or corruption. We've all witnessed the corruption. We've all witnessed the hurt. Families and people we know and in our own personal life, failures. We've, we've all seen that, experienced that. But we've got to be sowing to the Spirit of God. And as we are sowing of the leading of the Spirit of God in our life, there's joy, there's fulfillment, there's blessings, there's peace. You know, they say, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. There's so much truth in that. And if the Spirit of God who dwells inside of us is not happy, neither are you. If we are quenching the Spirit of God that lives within us, there is no joy in our soul. And we, like David in Psalm 51, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. God is a forgiving God, praise the Lord. And we fail and we sow the wrong direction. Well, let's get it right. Maybe we've allowed some things to get into our life. Man, let's clean it up. Let's get it out. And let's start sowing to the things of the Spirit of God. And in doing so, we win. We win. God is a wonderful Heavenly Father. He loves His kids. He blesses His kids. So let's be in that place of blessing. Let's sow. Let's be sowing according to the Spirit of God. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for uh, just the, the simplicity of your word. And Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.